Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. I'd like to ask for your help. I frequently get questions from listeners, and I'd like to get more of your questions. We're starting a new initiative here on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast called AMA, Ask Me Anything, where from time to time, I will be answering your questions live on air. So if you have a question that you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. Send it to victor at victorjm.com, and I will answer your question live on the air. Today, we're talking about how governments are at it again, taking from the rich to give to the poor. Philadelphia's Spring City Council session is just coming to an end, and a reform of the city's 10-year property tax abatement emerged as a live issue on Thursday. This incentive has been around for the last 18 years, and it weighs property taxes on the increased values generated by their new construction or renovations in certain areas of the city. And critics say that the break unfairly benefits the wealthy while greatly reducing the public benefit to the city's residents. City Councilwoman Helen Jim introduced a bill that would end the break for real estate taxes owed to the district school board, effectively cutting the tax abatement in half. She said the council isn't seeking to end the development incentive, but rather reform it. At the same time, there's a new bill that would levy a tax on new construction projects to provide funding for affordable housing. And that particular bill made a major step forward when it passed the city finance committee with a 63 vote on Wednesday night. This proposes to put a 1% tax on all new construction or major home renovations in order to raise money for affordable housing projects. In a press conference, City Council President Daryl Clark said the construction tax would put Philadelphians first. Now, certainly, Philadelphia is not the first city to impose development charges. Usually, development charges are imposed by cities to help pay for infrastructure. For example, cities like Toronto and Ottawa use these charges to help pay for water, sewer, public transit, and road infrastructure improvements. In the case of Philadelphia, the proposal is to create a separate sub-fund that would be spent on affordable housing. The separate bill, which also passed the committee on Wednesday, would allow the Housing Trust Fund to establish a sub-fund to determine how this extra money is going to be spent. It could be accessed by nonprofit and for-profit developers to build for households making up to 105000 a year. That would be the threshold for affordable housing. Supporters of the bill, like the Philadelphia Association of Community Development Corps, said the bill could raise up to $20 million a year for affordable homes. Now, as a developer in Philadelphia, I can say that only a few years ago, prices were such that new construction didn't make any sense. In fact, there was very little new construction going on in the city. You could buy properties below construction cost. And the 10-year tax abatement was a very real incentive to improve existing properties. A 1% tax on construction by itself is not going to be a huge disincentive. We've seen the cost of construction increase by close to 25% in the last three years, and a 1% increase, frankly, is a rounding error. But we are getting to the tipping point where we are seeing new construction projects much more difficult to justify. That's a combination of costs increasing across the board, whether it's construction costs, land costs, and now this new tax it's very, very difficult now to get these projects to pencil correctly on paper. And the 10-year tax abatement is, in many cases, key to making the projects work on paper. If you were to reduce the tax abatement or eliminate it and then add a 1% tax, I expect you're going to see a significant reduction in the amount of new construction. 
Now, we have seen a lot of new construction over the last couple of years. It's been a real building boom. And we ourselves are slowing our rate of new construction, number one, to ensure that new product is absorbed by the market. And frankly, we don't see a surge of new construction demand continuing for the long term. Therefore, the city's projection of $20 million in revenue from the tax suggests that last year's pace of $2 billion of new construction is going to continue. And I frankly don't see it. It really remains to be seen how this is going to play out. My prediction is that the number of new construction starts is going to decline at least in the next couple of years. The other thing to remember is that Philadelphia isn't just one city. The larger metro area consists of nearly 6 million residents spanning 11 counties in four states. We're talking a total of 360 municipalities, many of them having no more than 25,000 residents. Local developers always have a choice of how to meet market demand and faced between a choice of developing inside Philadelphia, subject to the 1% construction tax, or perhaps even a block away in the next town, some may choose to build in the next town. We're not under any obligation to develop in any particular area. In the meantime, as you're thinking about that, have a spectacular day. Pay close attention to what's going on at City Hall, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 